In this episode, we're talking about the coronavirus and its impact on conferences around the globe. Let's dive in and see what we can do together to still share valuable content, even when conferences do get canceled. Hey, business storytellers, it's Christoph Trapp, your host and author of Content Performance Culture. Today, I want to talk about the coronavirus and how it's canceling conferences. So I put together this article over on AuthenticStorytelling.net forward slash blog. Uh, it's going to publish shortly here if it hasn't when you listen to it. Um, but a lot of conferences are being canceled around the globe, um, yeah, hundreds. It's unbelievable to see what's happening. Some are um, canceling three days before they're happening. So for example, there's a big content marketing conference in Munich, Germany, that was supposed to happen and it was canceled on Saturday, um, just a couple days before it's Tuesday kickoff. So um, last minute decisions all over the world, uh, canceling travel plans for people. And, you know, WordCamp Asia, for example, canceled earlier this year. And the other thing that's interesting, depending where they are, people might already be there. I remember WordCamp Asia, um, there were people, I'm already here. Um, so I guess I'm spending the weekend in, I think it was in Bangkok. Uh, and, you know, I, I was not planning on going to this content marketing conference, um, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, now that it's canceled. But uh, I would have already been on a plane because I usually fly on a Friday when I'm heading to things in Europe. So a lot of uh, events, conferences being canceled. So what are the things to consider? So here are the things I'm seeing out there. Um, people are postponing them, people are canceling them, and then people are also moving them online, which is not actually a terrible idea um, to still get that content in front of people. It's a little harder to network with people, right? I mean, when I go to conferences, I talk to people like all the time. I, I bet I spend 50% um, in sessions and 50% talking to people. And maybe that's generous towards sessions. Um, sometimes it's much higher on the networking end. So how do you um, duplicate that. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, you know, I have some experts here in the blog post that are talking about don't try to recreate a real life event, try to make it work online in the best possible way. So um, in the article here, uh, so we're talking about what are the different things that you can do. Um, at the very least, make sure you're communicating with people. Make sure your landing page is um, clear. Uh, IBM Think Tank website, for example, has frequently asked questions. Are you going to refund my registration fees? Are you going to cancel my hotel, etc., etc.? Um, of course, there's still plenty of costs that are associated with cancellations. Uh, so, for example, you know, I have uh, air travel booked, and since it's been booked for a while, um, there's uh, fees to pay. So, on a $400 ticket, if you have to pay a $200 change fee or cancellation fee, that really is um, hurting that really can hurt companies and you know you got to remember um, some people pay for their own travel some people have their own companies so it does hurt um, when that happens 
So the different options, uh, but there are options how you can move things online. So uh, we're going to run through them here, but in a nutshell, um, use a virtual summit platform. So there is uh, Hey Summit, for example, is out there. Um, there's probably others. That's the one I've been using for a number of um, virtual summits that I've participated in recently. So that's one option. You can also run it like a webinar, Zoom, go to webinar, et cetera, et cetera. Um, live on social media, maybe a podcast series, maybe local meetups, um, you know, uh, or you could make it um, a course or you could just postpone it um, or you can have a discussion group or Twitter chat um, that you can create to kind of um, recreate the, the online version of networking. Um, but that's, you know, whatever you do, make sure the technology works. Make sure you have clear audio. That's actually David. Um, you already said that in, my, uh, in the article here. He is a brand, branding strategist. Um, uh, if you want to look him up on uh, Twitter, David, and then Y-A-R-D-E, um, make sure things are working, audio is working, people can be seen if there's video, the slides are readable, um, and then, you know, breathe. Make sure, um, <clears throat> you know, stay calm and move forward from there. All right, let's dive into the different options here. Uh, one is virtual summit platforms. And Hey Summit is one I've used recently when I did the Agora Pulse Summit. Mike Alton, he's the uh, evangelist over there at uh, Agora Pulse. Um, he, uh, he set that up and he actually wrote a blog post about um, why he's using it. Um, and how useful it is and how easy it is. And I actually, you know, from a speaker's perspective, it is super easy. There's another conference coming up, the Freelance Conference, and they're using Hey Summit as well. And so I just went in there and, and you can um, add your session, you can edit it, you can add your picture, um, you can offer a giveaway. So I offered um, some free consultations and you can immediately just put a link in there for the giveaway. And I just put my Calendly link and then people can use that to book time with me. Um, super easy. And, you know, of course, you get the names of people. Now, getting the names of people um, it is certainly always important, especially standalone virtual summits or standalone webinars. But and so like in the Agora Pulse case, there was over 2000 registrants. So that's fantastic. Um, in the case of a canceled conference and let's say you had 25,000 people show up do you really need their names again i mean or are you just trying to um save some grace or some um you know uh, experiences for your customers um so something to think about if that's important to you at the very least um hey summit and potentially other tools i just don't know what they are um, you know, it's easy for people to sign up. I'm just, I have pictures on here. Um, you can sign up for all sessions. You can sign up um, for reminders and, um, you know, then you just watch the video when, when it's up. Um, there is at the bottom, this is actually not in the screenshot on the blog post. At the bottom, you can um, leave comments. So there can be a discussion. I don't know if any uh, session at the Agora Pulse Summit did that, but... Um, at the end of the day, that's possible. From a speaker's perspective, the dashboard super easy to use. You know, you you can even have your own affiliate link um, if you you want to track who drives the most signups. Um, there's banners you can upload. Um, there's some standard banners. I'm not a big fan of them, honestly. 
that are just created by Hey Summit. Um, so I just created my own uh, with Canva. Um, the other thing you could do is webinar platforms. And, you know, there's plenty of those as well. Uh, go to webinar, Zoom, others, um, you know, make sure you have the right licenses. So Zoom, for example, I think you have a, have to have a, um, a specific license to be able to have a, a certain number of people join. So make sure you have that, whatever model you use. The problem, of course, with uh, webinar platforms is, if you restart every session, you have to create, you know, invites for each session. And one idea that I had here is if it's a conference, why not just have one stream and literally run it all day? So if you start at 8 a.m., you have speaker one, come on at 8 a.m. and you just start, right? I mean, it's not rocket science. I mean, if you see the speaker put up their PowerPoint and talk to the um, organizer for a minute. Who cares? You see that when you go to a conference, if you show up early. Um, and then eight o'clock, you have speaker one, you keep the stream going, speaker two at nine, speaker three at 10, whatever it might be. Um, and that's an option. Just have the same stream and people can come in and out. Uh, there's no rule to, to start over every time you, you start a new session. Um, and then, of course, consider um, saving the different sessions and put them on YouTube for later consumption as well. Um, There's actually one thing um, on the whole, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hey Summit, for example, super easy for me. I just recorded my, my um, video. I sent it to Mike and then he uploaded it. Um, I don't know if I could have uploaded it myself, but um, easy, super easy to do from that perspective. Um, another option is to go live on social media. So there's a couple of different ways to do that. One is live audio. And um, live audio currently, as far as I know, only works um, on Twitter and Periscope. So if you just want to interview the speaker or if the speaker just wants to talk about their session live, um, that is an option um, and, you know, uh, worth trying. Um, people like listening. I mean, Mike Mike Stiles just recently had his content marketing quickie um, podcast where he talked about low-quality um, readings of articles and people listen to them because they were convenient. Um, so I don't know, something to think about. Um, you can also do live audio. Periscope Twitter offers that. Facebook Live has that functionality. Um, and some influencers like Jason Falls, for example, can go live on LinkedIn. So um, consider those things. Just make sure your your attendees and audience members know where you're going to be doing it and what the, um, what the platform is. Um, this is maybe a little bit out there in left field, a podcast series. So uh, instead of, you know, doing a true summit, why not create a podcast? Um, so like Adobe Summit Podcast 2020. Um, and basically the speakers just record their session, just record their audio. Or maybe somebody interviews the speaker. And, um, you know, there you go. And then you publish them either um, every hour or you publish them on a schedule. Using Anchor, for example, you can schedule them. I'm sure other tools offer that same um, functionality. Um, but why not consider doing that? Uh, depending on what the sessions are, you know, it might work. Um, if you have sessions that are highly technical and there's a lot of stuff you have to look at, maybe it's not the best option to have audio only. But... 
if you have, I mean, there's a lot of conferences with um, many, many tracks. Um, so let's say you have 100 presentations and you can do 20 as podcasts. Why not? You know, who knows? I don't even know if some speakers would participate in online anyways. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um, postpone the physical event. I put that in here, but I really don't like that option. Uh, there's just too much cost involved. So now I have to cancel my flight. Now I have to rebook it for a later time. Now I have to rebook the hotels. And it, just not a fan. Let's just skip the year, do it online. Let's start new in 2021. My own personal opinion, I, I'm sure other other people have other opinions, but that's kind of where I stand on that. Um, the techie guy, my uh, buddy, YouTube expert, um, also offered this idea, consider putting it into an online course. And I do like that idea and then offer certifications. You know, I do like the HubSpot Academy, for example, how they do certifications and, um, you know, Drift, for example. So consider doing that. Now, of course, PR expert Michelle Garrett says, make sure communicate early and often with everyone involved so they can prepare accordingly. Um, and just, you know, be clear with your communications and go from there. The other option that you might consider is to do a Twitter chat. And, you know, you just have um, a ongoing collaboration on Twitter and people can communicate. I don't know how many people will participate in that, but it is an option. Um, and you can also tie that to your um to your um, um, broadcast. All right. Well, um, good luck with the conference year. Um, I have uh, still a number of conferences booked. My next one is actually PopCon. has not been canceled, and the organizers said they're looking at things, but they're planning on having it. Um, I support that decision. I do hope it happens. Um, and, you know, I'll bring my hand sanitizer and uh, no handshakes. That's fine with me. I'm not a big fan of that practice anyways. I'd rather not touch anybody, honestly. Um, and then after that, I have, I think the next one is the Content Tech Summit in San Diego. So I do hope that happens as well. And after that, I'm doing a swing through Europe. I have uh, Rise of Content in Istanbul and um, the Best of Content Marketing Forum in um, Hamburg, and then Des Madrid in Madrid. And that brings us to May, and then VidCon in June in Anaheim, of course. So hopefully they're all going to happen, and you know, um, hopefully um, everybody can stay safe. And you know, if something happens with the coronavirus to you, uh, best of luck. Let's, uh, let's get through this. Um, you know, as, as a community and let's be safe. Um, but here are some ideas on, on how you can get your event content at least still in front of people and hopefully people can still learn something. I'm Christoph Trapp, your host of the Business Storytelling Podcast and author of Content Performance Culture. Until next time.